All right, and we are back, homie lover friend podcast. Um, not episode two, but <laughs> uh, what's this episode twenty nine, babe? Yeah, twenty nine. It might not even be episode twenty nine. You just saying okay, sure. I told you, stop asking me. Insist on asking me. So I have to do agree. everything. No. Let me look real fast. Uh, episode thirty. Okay. Episode thirty. Good job. Boy, we just out here living wrong. I know we're it seems like it's been forever. We're late, we're but late. I had a birthday, so we really don't record on birthdays, do we? No. Nah, we had to live it up. You know, my birthday just passed. I'm 28 years young. It sounds so crazy to me, but I know the people who are older than us are probably like, "Man, you ain't nothing but a young punk." You know, you're a young punk. Um, my granddad he used to make a joke. He used to say, "I got so- holes in my sock that's older than you." <laughs> I was like, like you need to throw that money away. <laughs> he don't throw nothing away, dog. He still got the same phone number he had since 1965. Well, emergency contact. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't lying. That's how my. That's the one is. number I remember. My house phone number is the exact same and has been. I think my aunt, my mom's, my aunt Vita, and my aunt Tondela. I remember their house numbers off the top of my head, and they will forever be the people that I know I can call if something go down. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, um, we actually got a lot to talk about since it has been a while. Yeah. It may not seem like it to us, but I'm pretty sure we'll be able to fill our time in with you all today. <laughs> um, it's definitely been a lot going on in the media. Um, Wait, I don't even know where to start. Update but... with what we've been doing. Okay. Well, let's start off with that. Let's uh, do it the usual way. Talk about um, your birthday. My birthday. We didn't do nothing. <laughs> we did, but... We took a day trip. We took y'all a day probably trip, saw yeah. bits and pieces of it. If y'all find, follow us on IG at Homie Love a Friend Pod. Is it pod or podcast? It's Homie Love a Friend Podcast. Oh, at Homie Love a Friend Podcast on Instagram. Um, we went to this restaurant in Richmond. We have one where we live, but it's not as good. So it's called um, Croker Spot, and it's like kind of like a black history landmark type of deal it's not the original um it's not the original uh location but it's the same recipes and the story and just the whole feel of it the vibe is the same as the original one it definitely was good yeah it really was good the ambiance was cool very black like i don't even know how to explain it but it just felt real african-american it just felt historic and very it was homey. It felt like you could have picked yeah. that up and put it in Atlanta. Right. That's what and it felt it like. It felt fit. like Atlanta. It yeah, would have fit yeah, yeah, yeah. right in. But Richmond like is a, is the capital of Virginia, but it's so much different culture around it. Like It's kind of like a big city, whereas you can go and you'll fit in like a cluster of like Vietnamese spots, a cluster of African-American spots, a cluster. It's just like really culture in that way. Usually how most variety. capitals are. Yeah. And we also went to um, the Virginia Fine Arts Museum while we were there. We stumbled upon uh, this like African American festival that was it was pretty dope. It was just really really hot. It was in a park and there wasn't a lot of trees, so like we didn't stay too long. Yeah, it wasn't no shade. Yeah, and it had just got started when we got there, so a lot of people still setting up, and it wasn't much to do or see. So we kind of wandered around the marketplace that they had there. Listened to a couple um, live we band acts. Shea butter from that boy. Yeah, and then my homegirl got shea butter. It's fine. We'll find some. But um, <laughs> after that, we ended up just like riding around the city, looking at the different colleges there because it's the like four. It's like four different colleges up there, right? Or three? Two I saw in particular. And um, like you said, looking at different homes and architecture and different neighborhoods, just. Riding around, wasting gas, doing a whole bunch of nothing, but spending quality time. We stopped at a bar, and then we checked out this uh, dessert spot that was pretty good. The one thing we went there for, they didn't have. They make like these um, sandwich cookies. Ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, ice cream sandwiches with churros. So instead of the churro being a stick, when they pipe it out, they pipe it into a circle. So it's like a cookie almost. And they had ran out earlier that day, so we got something something different but um that was his birthday weekend just to get my perspective of it though um the reason why we chose to go to richmond is because it's not far one and then two i've um 
since living here, I've been to Richmond a few times, but that was really just with me being a part of the band. Uh, we would go there on performances all the time there because a lot of our b recruiting comes from that city the most because uh, it's a lot of high schools there. Um, but I never really got a chance to like go within the city, see the downtown area. I like sightseeing in cities and seeing downtown areas and different, you know, different things like that. Um, the architecture, it's really, really different. It gives you an old 1800 vibe, how they have the monuments, the way the streets are, cobblestone. Um, a lot of the houses are real. They kept a lot of the original architect from when the city really was originated, I'm assuming. Um, just how the, the houses are very, very close together, brownstone-ish-like. Mm -hmm. um, it gives you like almost a Baltimore vibe, really. But different. Because I feel like Baltimore, the houses are more color, colored, I guess you could say. Those were a lot of just brick, old-looking houses. You could tell that the city was getting gentrified, or it is already gentrified. I don't think so. It, uh, it, it kind of gave you an old slavey vibe, too. Like It gave me, anyway, with all those uh, uh, Confederate... Civil War monument. Now, granted, I understand Richmond and the state of Virginia probably was in the thick of it back in that era, so it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it just gives you that old school vibe. It makes you feel like you're in a different time period, which is dope. I like it. I like it a lot. Would I move there? No, probably not. But it's a very, very nice place to sightsee. It almost gives you like a DC vibe a little bit. You know? Yeah. Uh, Croker Spot was bomb. That's really what we kind of went up there for. The grits. Oh, my goodness. Them grits was fire. The fish with the peppers and onions was a very, very good touch. Macaroni and cheese was really good. The cornbread was really good. Everything was good. Yes. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, so what else did we do? I really feel like the my birthday kind of spanned it over two weeks because we ended up going to the water park again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really felt like, yeah, that was probably more so my birthday because um, it just felt like the little bit of fun that we were doing, you know. Having we kind of spread it out over those two weekends. So, what else did we do when we got back? That was it. Didn't do nothing the next day? Nope. I went to work. You did? I did. Didn't do nothing that evening? Nope. I feel like we're forgetting something. But anyway. We went to shore break, but that's not nothing that's not to exactly. write home about. Well, it is kind of something to write home about because we had, it was almost like the prodigal son returning. But we'll say that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a long story. Long, long story. And we don't, I don't think we want to put them out there like that yeah. in that light. Um, so in the span of the time that we've been away, the world has gone crazy. <laughs> Facts. Over a damn chicken sandwich. In my defense, the chicken sandwich is fire. Now, granted, it wasn't going to be... This this whole idea that this chicken sandwich is better than um, Popeye's chicken sandwich is better than Chick Fil A sandwich, it's not something that would be hard to fathom. They already make fire chicken. Right, but I just also feel like this is, as we say at my old job, apples and oranges. Uh, I can see that comparing apples and oranges. Like, yeah. I would compare. I don't even know who I would compare Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich to. It's not comparable because nobody did it like that. Right. And I feel like the only reason Popeye's is compared to them is the pickle. It's the pickle and the, the pickle, The pickle juice. Like, that's all the 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 difference Man, but me. look. Let's just, let's just break it down. No, I'm saying the difference between a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich and everybody else's oh, yeah. is the pickle and the pickle juice. So once Popeye stepped in and they put the pickle on the sandwich and they uh, did brand, what is it? What I'm trying to say? The... They smeared the bun with pickle juice. Yeah. They Everybody was like, oh, they coming for Chick-fil-A. I don't think they smeared it with pickle juice, but either way it goes. Let's just kind of run it back here. So it's not like there aren't Good chicken sandwiches that are out there. Wendy's have a fire chicken sandwich. Everybody knows that bacon this. Asiago. Yes. <laughs> Hold the bacon. Keep the bacon. Bacon Ranch Asiago. Fire. Just a regular spicy chicken sandwich. Fire. Burger King then came back with a very decent chicken sandwich. It's very good, but you got to be selective in the Burger King that you go to. The Burger <laughs> King is not a big deal down here, so they don't really care about their Burger Kings. So every time I go there, thinking I'm gonna get the same quality that I get when I'm back home, it lacks because. 
They care about Wendy's down here. We don't care about Wendy's up north. Um, well, at least in my city, anyway. Um, but who else has a good chicken sandwich? Um, Feather and Finn. Down here for the folks that live here, Feather and Finn has a very good chicken sandwich. Manny's Burgers. Uh, Manny's Burgers. Manny's Burgers just have good food, period. Lindy's. You talking about all the little mom and pop joints down here? That's my point. Bojangles. It's probably a place in your fire city. Fire chicken sandwich. That, I, that we over the same about. weekend, I had the pimento cheese chicken biscuit from Bojangles. Fire. That's better than anything I've had. That joint, a cheese spread sauce, something with jalapenos in it and pimento. Fire. And this is where we're fat. I get it, whatever the case is, but people are food critics. Literally, when I went into that Popeyes, it was a line. Like, literally, I'm driving. So it's in this shopping con- kind of plaza down here, the Popeyes that I went to. And I'm driving trying to get to the actual Popeyes. Before I can actually get to the Popeyes, I got stuck in the line of the drive-thru. Literally. So it was, and it's like multiple entrances to get into the Popeyes. So it was. About five different lines that were starting to go into the drive-thru. So I'm like, okay, this looks like something where somebody either hit, get their car hit, or get into a fight with somebody. I'm like, all right, I'm not doing, I'm not going to go through the drive-thru because this is just, this is a, um, what is the a nigga moment going wrong? Ain't that what they say on uh, Boondocks? Keeping it real goes wrong. Keeping it real goes wrong. That's that's uh, Dave Chappelle. Ah. But anyway, it was something from Boondocks. But um, I just saw that happening, and then also. The parking spots were kind of like in the midst of the drive-through as well, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if I park in this parking lot, I'm going to get stuck. So I'm like, this is not a good idea. So I literally parked in a whole nother parking lot just to go into Popeyes because the lines were long for the drive-through. I go inside, I'm literally stuck holding the door open because the line was coming out the door. <laughs> it was crazy. So I was going to stay because <laughs> I ain't had nothing to do anyway. So I was like, all right. I don't mind waiting this little 30 minutes. Now, I will say this. As ghetto as Popeye's has historically been as an establishment. They were organized. They were very organized, and they were getting them joints out. They were getting us in and out. Like, I feel like I stood for 30 minutes, but it probably was only like 15. And it was in and out. Um, And people were ordering more than just a chicken sandwich, but for the most part, everybody was ordering a chicken sandwich. It's just so weird how the power of the internet's worked. Because word on the street, one commercial this, for this, sandwich. this sandwich been out for a while. They said somebody told me six months, which isn't far fetched because I haven't seen no advertisement for it. And I probably seen the advertisement for it six months ago, but we didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, but it took one person, whoever it was, I don't know who it may have been, to say that it was something about this chicken sandwich. And then it just kind of it was just a it was a multi type thing, I feel, I feel like a multi, like. It was multiple sources that oh, were saying, yeah, that, it was, yeah. like, you saying saw that it was pretty good. In all these different places. It might have been the shave room. I don't even know where I first saw something about the chicken sandwich. They say that Shake Shack got a fire chicken sandwich. At least Tank did. He said, Chick-fil-A oh, that was a months problem. ago. <laughs> he said, they got a motherfucking problem over there with yeah. Shake Shack. But we haven't tried. We haven't we tried have Shake a new we Shake Shack go. where we are. But like Bruce said, when it first opened, it was so many people in there. I ain't feel like being bothered with it. So I was like, we'll go when the hype died down. The same way we did when they built Ikea. And the same way we did when they built Wegmans. We'll try to just wait it out. But when I was on the internet, like after... I'm at work doing nails and toes. And this food pop up. Come so I bought you lunch. I'm like, oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> I go out there. He hands me a chicken sandwich in the back. And a sleeve. I was like, he... <laughs> went all the way there's no Popeyes near where we live it, and it's funny because I thought it was going to be a long drive I got there in no time because it's down the boulevard still it's not close to us yeah but I'm just like okay so I didn't have time to eat my sandwich till like three hours later he bought the sandwich at six I probably didn't eat that sandwich till like nine and honestly I wasn't that impressed I don't know if it's because the sandwich was older and maybe it had more sauce on it and the sauce was dried up into the bun, but it was dry to me. And um, it was good. Like I, I was like, if it was fresher, if it was more fresh, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Because the crisp on it was really, really good. But I didn't expect anything less because Popeye's has good chicken batter. Right. So I'm just like, 
this is my okay. synopsis of it because I'm a foodie and I like to break shit down. The reason why people enjoyed this sandwich, it's a four-part thing. Okay. They outdid Chick-fil-A on all aspects. Granted, it's not hard because they have someone who has Old Faithful, and all you got to do is just make it better. Mm-hmm. They're not going to change how they do the chicken sandwich. So the chicken. Even though Chick-fil-A's chicken is really, really good, the flavor, the breading is kind of not super crispy. Right. They toast it, but it's not super toasted. Did I say the, I said the breading. Oh, I thought you said the bread. Sorry. Right, right, right. The breading on the actual chicken is crispy, but not like super crunchy. So Popeye's got them in that regard. And the chicken was like spicy because you can get it in the spicy flavor of the original. So it got the good flavor of the regular chicken. That's one. Two, the bun was a big ass bun, brioche bun. And it was super toasted. Like when you bit into it, it crisped, like it crunched. Mm -hmm. So the textures was all there. Then they slap on this Cajun mayo, more flavor, and then the pickles. Instead of just a regular fucking pickle, they got a slab pickle, like a slab pickle. That joint was crazy, yo. Like, so in all aspects, they were able to outdo what Chick Fil A does, and it was a big piece of chicken as well. Um, other than that, though, it was just a chicken sandwich. It was very, very good. Don't get me wrong, but. You have to be in the mood for one or the other. Yeah, I just still feel like I'm going to just be at Chick-fil-A. Until Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only edge, really. But people are like really, really buying. I should have put stock in the goddamn Popeyes for for a couple weeks. They blowing up. They price would have went up and then it would have dropped. But when I was like, yo, the power of the internet is crazy. Like, this chicken sandwich blew up seemingly overnight. Whereas even a couple days after Bruce went to the Popeye's by our house, they shut down. I think it's like three ways to get into that Popeye's. They shut down, too, by putting police cars in those two spots and having basically cops out there directing traffic. Into Popeyes. That's not crazy. Either. And I kept seeing like posts on the internet was like, "How many times have your friends advertised Popeyes chicken by talking about it? Now, how many times has they advertised your business by talking about it, bro? That's or the just part like that really blew my mind. Different things, and I was like, people can never say that we can't mobilize as a people and do something because. We are making Popeye's millions of dollars, including this podcast, which we're sitting here talking about. God dang on Popeye chicken. We can't even make ourselves millions of dollars. Like, (laughs) if people talked about our podcast as much as they talk about the Popeye chicken sandwich, we'll be, we'll blow up. Or anything. Or anything for that matter. Yes, any business. Like, like father, like son. What is that? The shoes that you like. Oh, that's what it stands for. I thought you knew that, I did not know that. I just thought they were some dope shoes. <laughs> Shout out to them. Hmm. Do they make kids' shoes, though? I don't know. They probably do. Like, we're going to shout out Like Father, Like Son. If you don't know about them, LF, LS shoes, mm-hmm. fire dress shoes really, really for dope. men and women. Really, really dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to invest in a pair. Black on. Yes. Um, what else? We but got yeah, man. Do? It's just crazy how like all of us been talking about this. If we all chose to speak about our own people's businesses or black owned businesses in the same light, we'll probably all be in a better place. I feel like if we can support one small business to the a, a month. Week, no, not even a month. Look at how much money they done made in a weekend. If we can support one small business a week, the way that everybody rallied around Popeyes for a dang chicken sandwich, we could get somewhere in the world. And more on black negativity, <laughs> Jay-Z in the NFL situation. Now, I'm going to put this disclaimer out here. I don't have all the information needed to make a concise um, and to the point point about this or a detailed point about it. Mm-hmm. But I just know how I feel looking at it from the outside in. Um, I have a lot of opinionated friends going to the HBCU. And on my Facebook, any topic that's mainstream, that's mainstream black, it's always blowing up. And it always seems like they're talking about it in a negative light to begin. 
So, for instance, as soon as the Jay-Z situation went down, it's like we always try to find the first negative aspect of it that we can talk about first. So the first thing that we said is saying, oh, man, that's pretty dope. Like, I want to do more research and see what it is that he's really trying to do. We were like, dang, man. Now he's trying to capitalize on Ka- uh, Kaepernick's uh, demise, essentially. Or he left him out. Did he have a conversation with him? Like, is he trying to be an owner now? Is he trying to do some underhanded shit? And I'm just like, bro, let's be 100. Let's look at jay Z track record. Has he ever really did anything underhandedly in his newer found awakening awakening yeah i'm not gonna say because people was trying to go all the way back like that's the same man that sold drugs to his mama and da, 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 da. like let's let's put all that out you know what i mean but in his newfound money and his newfound influence has he done anything really that we can check our head at besides being on the run with b <laughs> that people had a problem <laughs> with that's because he won't run it on the treadmill. He was up there out of breath. He yeah, should have been so, exercising with B. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way how we can always find negativity out of a positive moment. Yeah. And we are the ones who bring each other. They don't even be the white people that say it. That is what blow me. Not saying that white folks are our enemy or anything like that. But I'm just saying it's always us that are saying negative things about a positive thing seemingly that we are working on or that we are doing. I just feel like a lot of people, and this is with anything that somebody with a following has, like you automatically, and it's, I think it's human nature. You automatically assume the negative. Like you automatically assume the negative. I just feel like with any movement or any thing that is trying to better a group of people you need to fight on all fronts like everyone is needed all tactics are needed you had martin luther king malcolm x uh billy holiday uh what's the guy name harry belafonte like you had all these different, you had artists, uh, you had people like James Baldwin. So you had you know, politics and I mean, politicians, you had entertainers, you had social activists. All of this stuff is happening at one time in order to further an agenda. Like it does, they don't all have to be on the same page every single time to get the same results. Then you had people in the streets with our shop then and, uh, What's the other guy? Jesse Jackson. Yeah, Jesse Jackson. No matter how you feel about them personally, you had all of them fighting for the same cause in different areas. And to me, that's how you knock down the quote-unquote enemy. Or that's how you get these changes to happen. You don't just attack somebody from the front. These are big things. You have to attack them from all sides. And we can't be attacking the people who are out here actually trying to do something. Because this is one thing about having an opinion and actually out here putting in work. Like, for him, I'm happy that he's actually putting the effort to put forth work because he has the means to f- have a bigger change. And people forget he don't effect. got to. He doesn't have to, exactly. He's a rapper. And had he not, then we wouldn't be saying nothing at all. But now that he is, now we're actually like, Really? And the thing is, is like, had Beyonce did it, we wouldn't have looked at it in no way but positive, even if it was a negative. He did not have to. He could be sitting at home with his wife and his kids, counting his monies and minding his business and disappearing like a lot of other famous people with, with influence do. Right. And my thing is, people are insane to believe that in all his his newfound activism with the whole Meek thing and the whole uh, uh, 21 Savage. Wasn't it 21 Savage? Mm-hmm. Who was that? Yeah. And the whole tw- that he had not reached out to Colin and had a conversation. And it's also crazy for them to think or to not think that Colin Kaepernick already knew that this was a possibility. Like him not having a career in the NFL anymore would be a possibility and honestly, for his protest. I don't think Colin wants to be in the NFL anymore. Like, think about it like this, B. He's done all the things that he's done. They shut him down and shut him out, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think he would like to be back in the NFL if they accepted him back in. But it's like, 
it's kind of like Martin Luther King says, you got to be willing to die for something. And he is the martyr for this. He will go down in history as the person who put it all out on the line for our rights and paid the ultimate price for it. It's the same way with Martin Luther King. It's the same way with Mar- Mar- uh, Malcolm X. Right. So the thing is, is that like on the interview that um, Charlemagne had asked Jay-Z the question and everything about you know, how people were going to perceive it and the fact that it looks like he didn't contact Colin Kaepernick. The thing is, is this is not, people have lost sight of what the actual real issue is. This is not about Colin Ka- Kaepernick playing in the NFL anymore. This is about what he protests for. And we have to get back to the original narrative. Right. And people have lost sight of that. Colin doesn't want to play back in the NFL. If he did, or if he was allowed to play back in the NFL, he would, whatever the case is. But that would be putting him back in the system where they can still shut him down and do the same things and control his message or whatever the case right. is. Right. Nothing wrong with Jay-Z confronting the people who has the power at this moment over what it is that Colin was working on. And why not it be, you know, why not allow it to be someone who is influential and has the ability to have these conversations with them? Jay-Z is in this place with them because of the fact that he is a sports um no, he has the management he has the sports side management it. side of it exactly he has the ability to have these conversations with people he's worked with robert Kraft, who is one of the owners in the nfl to get mcmill free so he has worked on deals with them before and i also feel like he's one of the few people in our generation who can talk both sides right like he got the ear of the people and he got the ear of the business plus he's on both else, sides of the yeah, yeah like, and who else who else has that so I think Maybe people just got to calm down and chill out. T.I. is a little bit more, T.I. to me is a little bit more Malcolm. Right. Jay-Z is a little bit more Martin. And as, you know, both of them being, are are, are calculated in their decisions that they make and things yeah. of that nature, it was they Jay-Z that be, chose to do it. So, and they're both going to be effective. Right. While Jay-Z is over here fighting for this, T.I. and his people are down in Atlanta, you know, Buying property and teaching people how to flip it, kind of the same way Envy is doing. And he's also one of the spearhead people for um, fashion, mm-hmm. like as far as bringing up fashion brands, which is why I found out about, um, I think he's why I found out about the shoe people. Like Father Like Son? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then there's like, a, um, there's another page that I follow. I, I can't think of the name of it, but they do luggage. They do like designer brand luggage and it's black people. They do luggage bags, like travel bags and different things. And I found out about them through TI. So there's multiple fronts to be fought on. You just, it doesn't have to be the same person fighting every part of the system. And then just to conclude it, it's just like, we have got to stop thinking negative when it is someone that's trying to do something that is sought out to be positive. Do our research first, and then if we find out there's some shadiness behind it... Still shut up. Still shut up. Exactly. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, we should just be supporting it just because it's somebody black trying to stand for somebody that's black. Or a black issue in a black topic. It's the same way with uh, Dr. Q- Kumar. We was you know all in with him at first, and then as soon as we hear something negative that's going on with him, whether it's true or not, or whatever the case it may be, now we off his bandwagon. We don't support his... Whatever calls, his yeah. movement and his cause that he was trying to put forth, and I'm just like, at the end of the day, the shit he be saying is fucking true. I don't care if you believe in everything that he believes in or not. A lot of times, you're not going to believe in everything that someone does. Yeah. But are they speaking the truth on this issue that they're saying right now, or this thing that they're talking about? And are they standing for something that is positive? At the end of the day, so people just got to, especially the people who ain't doing shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, all you're doing is typing. Be typing the most. Huh, it, it bothers me. So, I don't know. Um, We just got this, this spirit of negativity against our own folks. Because it don't even be, quote unquote, white people that have these negative views when it happens to be a black person that stands up. I feel like sometimes it be them pushing more than we push. Bro, speak. Like, <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Crazy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, I don't know, babe. Let's just <laughs> move on. Let's move on because I can go all day about how I can't stand African Americans being negative towards one another. It's just, 
this is part of the reason why our damn podcast, our podcast, we don't get a lot of support from our own family members. It's just because it's like we want to wait and see, and once some shit blow and it's getting positive spotlight across the board, then that's when everybody want to yeah. hop on. I feel like mo- most of our listeners are people that we've never met. Never met. And we appreciate you all. Yep. Continue to share. <laughs> I say, y'all Continue support more than the family do. Man, look. Um. So earlier today, I saw a post that somebody reposted. I guess Cash Doll put it up at first. And basically, it was um saying, how do you feel or should you be mad when your significant other posts or likes a picture of somebody that they find attractive because they find sex? not even opposite. So anybody that they find attractive. Okay. Yeah. Are you asking me that? Yes. Um. Well, you know me, man. I I don't mind that because I have a certain level of security within myself mm-hmm. that I don't um I don't think like that. It's weird. Like. My thing is, if you find someone attractive on Instagram or you're looking at something that you find attractive, whatever the case is, that's fine. As long as it has a certain level of respect to it or whatever the case is, you don't disrespect me in the same breath or whatever the case is. A lot of times, I'm looking at certain things Some or whatever. Some people I'm think not about you. Think liking somebody else's picture is disrespectful. I mean, granted, I've dated a girl who, were, who was like that. And really, she didn't like it because... She had her own insecurities about herself. She was a decent looking girl, but she still had her insecurities. Like she saw what the quote unquote um, image of beauty was as far as Instagram goes. Uh And she was one of those girls, like I wouldn't be surprised now if she out here trying to go to DR to get her waist snatched and things of that nature. Like I wouldn't be surprised in that because she wasn't happy in her skin, even though she didn't have any flaws to her really for real. But she would look at what I'm looking at and think that's what I wanted. And contrary to what anybody believes, if you really think that's what your man wants is the girl that he's looking at on Instagram, shake his ass, her ass and shit like that, it's not. Cause you don't want me on Instagram shaking my butt? No. Do you? If I Look, Brittany. <laughs> were you ever on Instagram shaking your ass? No. Have I ever dated a girl that was on Instagram shaking her ass? No. I don't know your past. Look. I tell you my past <laughs> every damn time we record on here. Um, <laughs> so it is what it is. My thing is... Is if this is what I wanted, then I wouldn't be with you. Right. And I don't know. It's weird. Like, we don't want a girl with a whole bunch of tattoos, even though that's what we see on Instagram. We don't want a girl that's going to be showing her. It's the same. It's like deep down in men, we still have these old-fashioned instilled values. Like, we don't want a girl that's all out there like that. Because we know for a fact that we can't take that girl home to mom. What if you don't have a mom? Well, then you just don't really want a girl like that, for real, for real. And a lot of times... That it it really depends on the guy because having a girl like that, you got to understand it comes with a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not my lifestyle. Some guys that are in that life can have that girl in their life, but they're not going to go for the same girl like a normal girl that's out here grinding, that's beautiful, that you know is all put together, da 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 da, whatever the case is. So even though we're lusting over these girls, it's like I'm not going to say it's like porn, but it's like. It's just eye candy. It's the same way. I don't have abs, but you may look at a guy that have on like, you know, that have abs and all that good shit and all that crazy stuff. And if you want that guy, fine. You can go ahead and get him. I'm secure enough in myself that I'm like, okay, I wish nothing but the best for you. It is what it is. This is what she wanted. She didn't want me anymore. That's fine. Um, And vice versa. I would hope the same thing if that was for, you know, if that was me leaving you for the girl that I'm lusting over or whatever the case is, I hope that you wouldn't have any bad blood towards it because you would understand, oh, well, he... This isn't what he wanted. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just is what it is. I don't think anybody should be upset about it, though, because like you said, you don't have no access to that girl, right? Is that how you look at it sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. And then other times, it's just like, whatever. I don't think I'm a jealous person. I'm not a jealous person either. So it doesn't affect me in the way that it would somebody who was jealous, especially a person who is... On a screen. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't like this the chick that you work with. Right. And then like that you liking all her pictures. I, like we're comfortable enough with one another, like where if I see a girl that's like super bad or super fat or whatever the case may be, and I'm lusting over like not lusting over, but I might say something about it. She'll say oh, so something you, too. So you be lusting? <sighs> that's what it technically is, technically, but 
she would say something too. She'd probably say something before me. Like, yeah, I do be spying. Like the time. But I think that's because girls, we y'all are low key lesbians. No, <laughs> it's not that we lesbians. It's a, it's just the catty nature in girls that you check a girl out. When you see her, like you looking at her hair, you looking at her nose, you looking at her shoes, looking at her waist, you looking at what she got on, you looking see how big her butt is. Like it's just, I don't know how to explain it. Like you look at a girl. I like measuring people. Yeah, and we do it with girls, we do it with guys, we do it with everybody we see. Right. It's kind of like that girl when we was at uh, Ocean Breeze, the fat jump that who shit, who had on the wrong bathing suit look, for Ocean Breeze. And Brittany let me stand in front. I did not let and you when do I anything. Say, I was you were already in front of me. I was like, bruh. She had on she a one-piece thong bathing suit. It looked like like a girl's trip bathing suit or the trip that you take to DR with you and your man. And you was like, let me get a little sexy number for the beach. Her whole butt was out. All of it. And I was just like, it's little kids walking around here. It was crazy, bro. And I'm just in this mud like, Lord, please don't let me trip. Because if I trip. Trip how? For what? (laughs) Why would you be tripping? I'm just saying, like, walking up that uneven walk path. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is borderline disrespectful. No, I'm just trying to figure out why why would you be tripping? No, no. I'm just saying, like, if I was to have tripped, I was too close. Like, the line was too close. I would have fell. Like, and then she would have tried to fight you. She probably would have. Like, I ain't gonna lie. And I would let her smack fire <laughs> from me because you was trying to be funny. <laughs> so I say it's a fine line. You better toe that line. And Brittany was like, "All right, now watch your step, buddy." Mm-hmm. It was so funny because the line was moving. And earlier that day, when the line moved, I used to have. To, I would be like, "Babe, move up some." <laughs> no, he was he was following the flow of traffic. <laughs> I was like, alright, whatever. It was crazy. And then the crazy thing about it was it looked like she was there by herself. Yeah. Like I was trying to figure out who shocked. she was there with because nobody was in front of her. And then when we end up getting to the top, she was in the same. So when you go to the top to get in the tube, they let one person go and they just basically count you off back and forth. Y'all been to a water park before, probably. But the way theirs is set up, two different riders can get in at the same time. So we were sitting and out in the tube on one side, just holding the wall. And then she was sitting on the end of the tube on her side, waiting to go. And I was just like, she won't talking to nobody in line or nothing. So I was trying to figure out who she was there with, with her thong bathing suit. Mm. What you on It was crazy. I was. Just, it was just crazy that she was there by herself. But I don't know, man. It, it, and, and the crazy thing about it was B... I'm pretty sure you were looking at it just as much as I was. I saw her first. And I just I was just like, well, that's a bathing suit for Ocean Breeze family friendly water park. <laughs> and what's funny is it was a white couple in front of us. She was like, on the other side of us, because it's like multiple lines for different rats. She was like, babe, black girls are so thick. It was so <laughs> funny, bro. Like I was like, it was like Drake, like when he was saying so thick that it make everybody in the room uncomfortable. Like that's how things were. And she's not, like, she wasn't fatter than, like, she wasn't, like, super-duper huge booty girl. And, like, she was slim. It was well-proportioned to her body. Like, it wasn't nothing outrageous, right? No. She had she had a really, really nice shape. Very pretty girl. But it was just a different kind of, uh, it, a different kind of bathing suit for a family-friendly part. It was definitely, like, black Cheeks beach week. out. It looked like the the two live crew cover, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> album cover with all the girls yeah. on the beach with their butt to the to the camera. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, but Brittany wasn't mad at me or jealous. You know, didn't find me to be jealous at that point. And it's same it's the same way with like couples that go to a strip club, one right? Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess it's the same concept. I mean, we might as well have been at the strip club. Her cheeks was out. Look, all right. Now you sound like you're upset about <laughs> not, it. I'm but, not upset. I'm just messing. Um, and then speaking on that, like I feel like girls are weird in the in in, in the same regard because Brittany doesn't like the same things that I would think that you think most girls stereotypically like in men, like muscular or uh, the normal feminine characteristics that guys that girls like on guys or whatever the case. Because I always felt like girls like feminine characteristics on guys. 
like long curly straight hair or green eyes or arch super eyebrows or something like that. I hear what you're saying, but I'm also distracted by Sean Mitchell's Vashon Mitchell's mohawk. It's was what is it? What's wrong? Grown ass man. He looked like he balding on the side. Yes, and I'm just like let it. And then got the widow's peak. Mohawks ain't cool. Not for grown-ups. Unless you matching your son. Anywho. Back to my point. That, <laughs> that distracted me. But yeah, I'm just not into like... No, like, I'm not Honestly, into... Brittany would probably be more in tune with a female strip club than she would with a male strip club. Probably because the male strippers be looking gay. They be all oily. They be wearing Daisy weird Dukes and fishnets. <laughs> they wear they be wearing boy short underwear. That and is sus. I ain't gonna lie. Real, they be looking real like girl. Let's go shopping. <laughs> like we just look like we into the same stuff. Just out here looking for a nice man. <laughs> like we just got the same <laughs> goals in life. Make that best of friends. That and that's exactly how they be looking. Real feminine. They be twerking and body rolling. I'm like, dude, okay. Get it, sis. And I think older, like the older generation women like that more than the younger generation now, I feel like. Because we talked about this in podcasts previously. Maybe it's the... I don't know. Brittany would probably be more in tune with a female uh, strip club. She'll probably be trying to buy me lab dance, trying to be a boss and shit. Well, look, when you're a boss, you do boss things. Uh, But for real, I just... I don't know. I just don't like a feminine man. I like that it. video of the man coming out the water in his dress and he flip him. And I'm just like, okay, bae, watch bae. <laughs> <laughs> like, you did it's nothing weird, man. I always said that too, babe. Now that you mentioned it, like, girls really like feminine characteristics on a guy. They like a guy that look like a girl. They're attracted to that weird shit. I don't know. I like a man that look like a lumberjack. And it's so weird. I mean, Brittany likes it when my beard is like grown out and unshaped and patchy and shit. And I be thinking I look like, like Anthony Hamilton or some shit. She like me to look like Jesus the Carpenter. I be like, yes, I'm never going to be like homeless because he about to build a log cabin. I know you ain't afraid to work hard. Them pretty you didn't boys. learn that until I went, to, went home. And <laughs> oh, yeah, she so saw cool. me with a drill, a hammer, a, a power washer. She was like, oh, you damn, I didn't stuff. know you was this handy. Cause it you was ain't the funniest did, thing in the world. We ain't had no pictures on the wall. We ain't had no nothing hung up. I ain't seen you put a shelf in this mug. You have now. Yes, after your mama broke you in. <sighs> well, she ain't break me in. It was just go do this, go do this, go do that, and I'm doing all of it. Well, and your ass is looking like at me your, in a different light. I need to get more like yo mama. <laughs> Don't get started with my mama right now, y'all. My mama literally the I, other day. His mama said, say. It's above me now. She literally said that to me while I was on the phone. And I was like, Mom, I'm getting off the phone with you and right keep now. Keep in you're mind how old up. is your mother? <sighs> My mom is too old for this. She's in her 70s. Yes. And she said, It's above me now. I was like, Get off of Facebook. Wilding, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, Bro, my mom is too tech savvy now. She'd be sending me, like, earlier, uh, earlier this week, she sent me a video of Jackson State marching band. To my uh my DM well, and I'm just you like, like marching bands and she sings. But it. I'm just like, how does my mom know how to send me a DM first of all? It's weird. Now granted we do con- you know have conversations on uh Facebook Mama, Messenger, mama gotta have a life mama too. Mama gotta have a life too, I guess. It's so scary. Even at seventy, she said <laughs> it's she, above me now. She ain't dead. When she said it's above me now, Bruh. I was not expecting it. Bruh. At took me all, out took all the way. Me out, y'all. I was like, I'm glad I won't drink in nothing because I would have choked. Said, I am going to bed now. <laughs> My mom is <laughs> tripping. But anyway, though, um, what else you got, babe? That's all I got. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else I got here? We're um, teetering very early as far as um, time, time goes. Well, look, better late than never. All right, let's do this one. Do what? Because you and I were talking oh, about Oh, we this. were in the car. Top five. R&B groups, flat out. Okay. My top My five. brother bought one up that we really just glossed over. Mm-hmm. Boys to Men, we did not have that in our top five. Okay. And I thought about it, and I was like, I probably didn't have them in my top five because they're not my top five. No, they're not. Even though, statistically speaking, I feel name Name your top five Boys to Men songs. <laughs> Exactly. 
Name your top five Drew Hill songs. Oh, these are the times. Um, See, the fact that you can even just go straight into a beauty. list like that. The only Boys and Men song that I say I rock with for real, for real, is um, Water Run Dry. No, well, yes, that's, that's a, good a good one. And then Christmas Jane with Brian McKnight. True, let us know. That's a classic. That is that's a classic. They my two. That's my top five. Two songs. <laughs> um, yeah, but we were literally in the car thinking, and we were like, okay, so top five R&B groups. It has to be from the late 80s. We can't to, put a time to In the past 30 years, yes. Because we're talking about R&B. The past 30 years, that's my whole life. Right. So just say what you know. Start Don't say of- people that was before us. But I like groups that was before Right, but us. we're not talking about those groups. We're talking about late 80s, early 90s, all the way to 2010, so we- maybe. We gotta start. Really, oh five. We gotta start from nineteen ninety and up. We're we'll talking from eighty seven. You just said thirty years. Right, thirty years. Oh, nineteen ninety would technically be thirty. Th- I'm you twenty. I'm twenty nine. No, it would be eighty nine then. Let's just say eighty seven for the sake of argument, Brittany. All right, Russ. Now you want to move the goalpost. Eighty seven to like oh five. Anywho, Drew Hill. What's your no no no? Do it in order. I can't do it in order. Okay. I put it in order. I thought I get it. But see, when we were, this is different than the conversation we were starting when we were in the car because I had the whispers in my top five. Now okay. I have to take fuck them it. out and fuck replace it, them it, with somebody it. else. Just put top five R and B groups. Period. For you. Groups, for me. Whoa. Do it. Period. I'm sorry. Period. Personally, that's why I said period. stop hitting the table. There's too many chords up here. Period. For me, my top five are the whispers. Drew Hill, and Vogue. I can't. I don't remember. Cause I gave you a top five, but I feel like I don't. New remember edition, the come on now. Oh yeah, yeah. I said new edition. Drew Hill, The Whispers, and Vogue, and I don't know. I don't think I had a fifth. Probably watched the fifth earlier today. Shit. What? OJ's or something. Uh-huh. I did watch the OJ's earlier today. They was on PBS. Mm, no TLC? Mm. Not for me. Not for you? Okay. Not for me. So, so in those, in that order, I do my four. Number one is the whispers. So you just wanted to put the whispers in. Because I love that group. I love the whispers too. Christmas number, albums, best of all time. Number two, Drew Hill. No, The Whispers, New Edition, Drew Hill, and Vogue. No Guy, no Jodeci. Uh, no, not really. I'm, list, I'm listing people who albums I listen to. I got you. All right, so let's list my list. Top of all groups for me. Drew Hill. That's my favorite group of all time. Mm -hmm. Next would be TLC. Okay. Next would be New Edition. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That's who my other one was, SWV. SWV was going to be my next. SWV was going to be my fourth. And then my fifth... It might just be either Blackstreet or Guy. Oh, Blackstreet, man. But I didn't really listen to the albums for real. I didn't really listen to Blackstreet albums, but Guy, I love Teddy Riley for one. Yeah. I love Aaron Hall, both solo and... In the group. In the group. I think that's a good top five from both of us. Cause I mean, in Vogue is good. All of those, all of those people. I take SWV over in Vogue. I feel like I could have put Seven Hundred Two in there. I know that's not popular, but I like Seven Hundred Two. Y'all, I think it's time to end the podcast. Bruce is talking crazy. <laughs> what? Seven Hundred Two in your top five? I'm in your I overall I top five. Have, man. For that one song. <laughs> No, not just one song. Oh, I was about to yeah, say multiple songs. I know multiple songs are theirs though. I was about to say, and that song is only good because Pharrell wrote it. Pharrell produced that whole last album, first off. But that song. That song is good, but that ain't even the best song on the album. That song is to me. 
that star is the best song on that album. I then I still love song. you is like following. I still love you is the jam. If you just play, I still love you and a Marie. Um, a Marie. Why? Bro. Why don't we fall in love? That's summer. In a nutshell. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. You're my star, though. That's skate ring. I don't know that song. Anyway, Pharrell produced a damn good album for them. But uh, yeah, that might be my top five. So let's reiterate it again. Drew Hill, Mm -hmm. TLC, Mm -hmm. New Edition, Mm -hmm. SWV. Mm -hmm. Guy. Guy. And I feel bad because Jagged Edge is right there. Honorable mention. They are right there. I would definitely put them over 112. Jagged Edge or 112. Between the two? Yes. Cause see, I hear the um, I hear we can do it anywhere in my head, but then I also hear uh, rolling down this lonely. lonely I hear that in my head, but then I also hear uh, what's the one twelve song that I listen to all the time? Oh, um, only you, Cupid, Cupid. What? That little noise that they be making in the background? Boom, doom, doom, doom. Then they do the little guitar joint. Cupid? Yes, it has a guitar and then it has a little little water drop. I don't think you're doing the beat right. I ain't doing really the best, but the water (laughs) drop and then the guitar. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm going to have to say 112 just because Cupid. Just for Cupid. Just for Cupid. You're wilding. Just for Cupid. Let's get married. Okay. Where the party at? Okay. Whatever car they at. Good luck, charm. You know, I used to say that. <laughs> I think that's, no, the, like, that's I think, the one time I that I had the lyric song, that you didn't have it. I was about to say, I think that's the only song that I didn't know the lyric to. And girl, I had it over you. Because they I was said, like, no, they saying where the Bacardi at. Girls is on the way. Where whatever, the Bacardi at. Whatever car they at. <laughs> this nigga, wow. So don't matter what kind of car they driving. They on the this way. This is the girl who the, is the only... <laughs> oh, damn. We forgot about Tony, Tony, Tony. But anyway, though, um, this is the only girl that I know that knew that the Tony, Tone Tone song had was, his, had number, his in number in there. I thought she said, because if you do, Tony won't provide or Tony will provide what? or something like that. It's whatever you want, girl. You know I can't provide whatever you need. Call 632-2135. Or wants to provide. Or something like that. That's what I thought he said. And nobody's name is Tony. 632-2135? I think that's what it is. Now, outside of the song. It sounds, it makes sense now. Outside of the song. How did she be But even when you watch him on The Breakfast Club. He did say that. He was telling the story about that was his home phone number when he was a kid. Because he wrote a song and didn't give them credit in the song when he wrote it. They didn't give him credit. No. He did it first. And then when they came back, he did. they did it to him. And he was just like, how y'all not going to give me credit for this one out of all of them when my phone number is the one that's in the song? And it's 62, 31 through 5. Can we have to put Tony Tony's on in there? No. No. Mm-mm. Ain't no space. A handful of songs. They can be six. They can top 20. I think swinging is it for me for them. <gasps> the I condition. I'm taking, I'm doing a substitution. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm Who doing a substitution. Out? I'm taking out SWV. Hell no, SWV stand. Um, who was my fifth? Me. Guy. I might have to take out Guy from Mid Condition. I'm taking out Guy from Mid Condition. Substitution. Mid Condition, hands down. I know songs on their albums. I know. What could I? What kind of man would I be? Oh yeah. Come on. Man. Anything from um. Anything from Soul Food. I was on Soul Food. No, I'm just saying anything from Soul Food. What you mean? They did songs for Soul Food. No, that was. That was making that shit. No. So who is Baby Babyface brother in the group with? It was another group. They were not called Milestone. They were called Milestone in the movie, but they were another group. And I forget, I forget their name. It it's that baby... one song that they did. I care for you. Yeah. So why don't you? It's that was Babyface brother though. Right, but it's another name for that, that group, and I can't condition. remember. It wasn't in condition. No. Teach me something today. Oh, yeah. When it comes to 90s R&B groups, I do know. Um, yeah, but Drew Hill, by far, is the consensus first round draft pick, right? Yeah. The reason why I feel like 
they are dope because it's the same story of the Popeye's chicken sandwich compared to Chick-fil-A. What? It is. Because this is how we kind of brought it up, babe. Because we were talking about it. And I was like, well, that's kind of the same parallel. Like, Jodeci. We had this conversation way before the chicken sandwich thing happened. I know, but then we kind of played it off of when we brought it up again. Explain to me, because I don't recall this. So, Jodeci is the originators of Drew Hill's style, correct? Jodeci, Drew Hill is just Jodeci, but just done better. I feel like Drew, that Drew Hill and Jagged Edge both followed the Jodeci blueprint. Huh? I I do. Explain Jagged Edge. I'm just saying the way that they present themselves physically, their type of outfits. Are you they talking about dressing? Yeah, just like not their style, but just taking male R and B out of the the suits, the two step, and, and the the, the new edition the vibe of it. Yeah. I feel like new edition followed like old school temptation, right. da 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 da, and then Jodeci came and they was like, you would look at them and the think they was about edge, to rap, right? But then they just started singing real soulful, the same way you look at Jagged Edge and you don't see R and B singers. You know what I'm saying? I get that. But when I'm saying comparing Jodeci and Drew Hill, they're the same damn group. Like, yeah. run. You can put their you can put their vocalists side vocals by side. Side by side, right. Um, the only difference is is that we only cared about two in Jodeci. <laughs> we knew their name. Casey and JoJo and that was it. That was about it. We could have did just Casey and JoJo and they would have been the group. Would you? I thought Basically. um I thought you I thought Devontae I mean, was and producer. all them. Devontae was a producer. I about to say did background stuff. So. Produce, but with uh, Drew Hill though, all of them saying and Nick Nokio Nokio wrote and produced. He wrote and produced. Jazz sung. Woody sung a lot of the leads on him, kind of like how Raz B was with B Two K. My brother was like, "Y'all wouldn't put uh, he was even like y'all wouldn't put uh, Day Twenty Six in or B Two K in." I'm like, "That's nah. a different era. It's a different era. That's a different, it's a different era. era." But B Two K is great. Don't get me wrong. B Two K had bops. Immature was great. Don't get me wrong. Chris Stokes could put a group together. He definitely could. He could put a group. But they had good producers. And that's what I mean by put a group together. Like, he knew the formula. He was good at the formula. Right. He had, what's that nigga name? And you didn't even hear about him doing janky business. Even though he, a lot of his artists were kids and young, they still work with him to this day, despite all of the... The other extracurricular. The stuff that they Allegedly. say happened. Jay Bug still works with him to do, do movies, movies and, and production. Shit, yeah. Half of their movies be on Netflix. They be the movies that you be watching on TV one come Christmas time. Be list Marcus Black Houston movies. be be, you know, producing and in there and his movies and stuff. And a lot of people don't even give him the credit for Janae Aiko. Right. Because Janae Aiko and her sister. The product of them. Yeah, and her sister were signed to TUG, which was his like little conglomerate or whatever. At the same time, like if you hear a girl in the back singing background with B2K or like a girl talking part on a B2K song, it's either Janae Eco or her sister, which I can't even think of her name. Or Moniz. <laughs> no, it's not. It's definitely not Moniz. <laughs> it is Janae or um one. Her sister or one of the girls from it was another girl group that he had that had letters for their name, TG Four. It was either TG Four, Janae, or Janae's sister who was in TG Four. Fun fact, yeah, but um, same writers and producers like Dream and uh, Tricky Stewart and um, what the fuck is the other name? Who was name? Dream and Tricky Stewart? Who they write for? The Dream. Who they? No, I'm saying like you talking about as that far as writing wrote for, for B2, that wrote for B two K and, and, and immature and, and all the that. man that we can never get away from wrote a lot of their good songs. The R. R Kelly, yeah. Mm-hmm. R Kelly wrote everybody's music and he wrote everything. He was bump 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 was him. That's why it was a it was a list going around that was um top producers of all time. R Kelly was like in the top five, it's which he so- should be. It's so crazy. The nigga is the talented. Dichotomy it of ain't. People. It ain't. Cause a lot of times when it comes down to geniuses and it's borderline what they say, geniuses borderline insanity or something like that. Yeah, they border the line of they tote the line of insanity and 
they're weirdos. They're fucking weirdos. So it's not far-fetched that R. Kelly is that talented and has his shortcomings when it comes to what he's done, what he's done in this okay. past. It's not far-fetched. You can't, you can't take away the man's talent at the end of the you day. Can't. He's still talented. He's wrote everything that you like in this world he done writ. He wrote. <laughs> Just face it. What if we take away all his music? Yeah, we ain't got nothing. And the music that he wrote for. We got nothing. You don't even got new age Charlie Wilson. <sighs> you got nothing. All right, let's go. <laughs> I done fucked up this nigga mood. You messed up the mood. Boy, when I tell you this was a big R. Kelly fan over here. I used to lie and tell people that we was, create, that we was related. Because they were always asking. I would just say, yeah, because we got the same last name. Even though you spell it different. Well, y'all don't even spell it the same. Shut up down. I'm like, yeah, that's my uncle. Now? No. It's your uncle. <laughs> and then what's so, what's so trifling is that my best friend used to joke, because R. Kelly was my first celebrity crush, right? Mm-hmm. When I was younger. A lot of my friends liked LL Cool J. I liked R. Kelly. See, that goes that whole feminine attraction thing. Oh, true. I get it. Wow. Hold on. Go. A lot of my friends. First celebrity crush was LL Cool J. And he was just like... LL Cool J didn't have no feminine characteristics. How often does one need to lick their lips? That was what was cool back then, though, Brittany. It was? Come on now. Stop acting like you wasn't a part of that time. First of all, when LL Cool J came out, I was not born. Secondly, You don't even know LL Cool J in that regard as a rapper. You know him as an R&B artist. I'm talking about him with Jennifer Lopez and like right doing it and doing it. 1998, and that's the art, that's the LL that you remember the most. Yeah, I'm talking about him and Boys the Man, Hey Lover, and him in Total. Yeah, all that stuff. That too. happened in like 94, 95, 96, 97. That was before 98. It was a little bit before. It when was, like was I believe I can fly? I believe I I can fly came out in like 95, 96. So what was LL doing around that time? Hey Lover. Right. And doing it wild and all that. Yeah, that's the era I'm talking about. So, after Biggie. Yes. No, after Pop. Yes. Because I just remember having, like, Drew Hill did a spread in Word Up magazine that's, like, real, real homosexual now that I think about it. Where they was in the front of the damn thing? With no, they had all the, they all had on red silk pajamas. <laughs> and it was, like, a bed with red silk sheets and candles everywhere. And each page had a different member on it. And then the last page, they were like sitting on the edge of the bed looking into the camera. It it was just real, real. Like <laughs> the things that used to go on back in the day, and if we compared it to now, we'll be looking at it. Oh, it's like so that picture with B2K where they stacked on top of no, each other. No, the picture of goddamn um <laughs> immature when it was in the bed with the perms in their shorts. That's almost how um the uh, Drew Hill one looked, but they weren't physically in the bed. They was like sitting on the edge of the bed, turned towards the camera. But that was, uh, you know how you, you used to cut magazines out and border them around your wall? Well, yes. <laughs> oh, you Keisha and Kwanda used to be notorious for that shit. So I no, had, I didn't do that. I had the Drew Hill That's part. Kind of Dragon Ball Z And pictures. then I had the immature part. And then I had like a couple R. Kelly Janks. And then it was all the girls. Then it was like Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Oh, man, and Aaliyah. TLC from a um, Crazy Sexy Cool photo shoot that was in Word Up magazine. And um, that was my era when I was just like, R. Kelly was just that dude to me. He was dark skinned. He was bald. He had a goatee. He looked like a distinguished gentleman. And then now looking, then looking back on it, I'm like. You're a joke. I knew they was going to pick him. Who? The young dude. Young punk. I knew they had a, they had a look of who they were going for. I thought they was going to get that girl. But a lot of people said he should have won. Melvin Crispin the third, Chris Bell. Or however you pronounce it. I like the fake David Mann. I liked him too. I thought he would have won. We got BET on in the background of Sunday's Best season Sunday's finale. Best. Even though we only watched three episodes so far. They jammed tonight too. I should have recorded it because they had everybody perform. You know they're gonna play it again. True. And we can catch it on demand. Mm-hmm. That shit crazy. I knew they was gonna pick him. Melvin Chris Bell the third does have a, a ring. To... It doesn't. Okay. Dude, I just 
He wasn't that good to me. No, not at all. The other dude was more authentic. There were so many better singers. The other dude was more authentic. The, they wanted the to twin, find the, the new, two sisters. What's that boy name? Oh, can't nobody replace Jonathan McReynolds. I'm just saying, they wanted to find No, 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 no. He don't even play an instrument. He don't even write. Jonathan. He, don't he probably he looked like he played organ. Or Jonathan bass. McReynolds is the NDRRE of gospel music. So much so that she's featured on a couple of his songs because he loves her. That boy looked like he can play bass though. Or a good organ. Or a tambourine. <laughs> but, I, but I digress. <laughs> Does he not? He looked like a choir director. Will he won't? Will he will? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? I don't even remember. Threw me off. I knew they was gonna pick that boy. I'm not gonna be on this podcast <sighs> doing my adoration for my past adoration for that child molester. Let's move on. Come on, R. Kelly. Yeah. You was going down that path. I was just going to go. I'm just like How, Sway? Yes. Well it happened. Why does sweetheart? it have to be you? Why did it did it end this way? Oh, what do you say? How you spell that? How do you spell that? When you write the lyrics out, I have no idea. I tell you, some of the best joints, like "Trapped in the Closet." That was my joint. Okay, we not, we not, we not doing this. We not doing this. All right, we ain't gonna do that. Good night, y'all. Say bye to the people, man. Bye, y'all. We out. We gotta go for the I see you looking what you're lurking as Boy, you so late, get out the past Watching me walk away, you want it back, I know I know, yeah, I know Heard you been asking my friends about me Trying to see where I've been Trying to see you one week Trying to slide back on the slick, yeah I know you mad and your feelings You were sleeping on the cake, yeah Now I got you feeling sick and you madder than a bitch, yeah Oh, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Like a boomerang Sorry to say it's nothing you hovering I let you go, you just go away I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same, no Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Sorry to say it's nothing you hovering I let you go, Night after night, I was up looking stupid. It's funny how the tables turn. Believing in fairy tales, waiting on, yeah, waiting on Cupid. Guess it was all in my mind. I was just wasting my time. Hoping that you come back, come around to your senses. So much for wishful thinking. You pushed me to my limit. Ain't coming back, boy, believe that You did enough, you can't do no more To break my heart, yeah Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Sorry to say it's nothing you hovering I let you go, you just go away I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same, no Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Sorry to say it's nothing you But shit ain't the same, no, no Shit ain't the same, shit ain't the same